You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, and today I'm going to show you exactly how to make the most of your social media, with particular focus on Instagram, and when I say make the most of, I mean finally convert your time and your efforts on posting things on Instagram and Facebook into new clients, more bookings, and bigger sales. Think of this as kind of the how-to guide for Instagram for business. Hi, you're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over a quarter of a million downloads worldwide. Now, this is the podcast for you if you run an independent beauty salon, a skin clinic, or a spa. I'll help you reach your business goals through simple to understand, practical, and beauty industry-focused business information and advice that I've learned and implemented working with spas and salons over the last 20 plus years. So if you want more money or more clients for your business, or you'd like a bit more control or time back for yourself, then you're in the right place. I'm here to show you exactly what you need to do. Oh yeah, and who am I? My name's Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the very first official episode of 2020, a brand new year and a whole new decade. Yes, yes, I know it's almost the end of January, which seems a strange time to release the first episode of the year. But as you know, we take a little break over the festive season, which now seems a very long time ago, doesn't it? But the reason we have not started up the show until now is because we kicked off the year in style with the Beauty Business Bootcamp, which I believe I mentioned on the last show of last year. And oh my goodness, what an incredible bootcamp it was. We had 160 beauty salon and skin clinic owners joining me for a whole week of live online training. Seven days, Wednesday to Thursday, three times a day for challenges, for motivation, for learning, for prizes, and all of it with a healthy dollop of fun attached as well. And the results we got were nothing short of amazing. And that's genuinely not me overhyping it. On day one alone, we were getting real results in everyone's business that took part. What do I mean by real results? I mean a total of 327 new bookings at the time we measured it, to be exact. And there were likely to be a lot more than that that followed because we had a few people who were kind of, you know, started a little bit late and, and caught up with us. One salon owner on that day booked an extra 108 new treatments in that single day just via the one simple strategy that I gave out on that day. And it wasn't just a fluke on day one either. Every single day people were getting results. It genuinely just blew me away how much effort everyone put into their businesses and their transformations and the things that we achieved in just one week. And all of this, I might add, was 100% free. I mean, who does that? In fact, here's what just a couple of the salon owners who joined me for bootcamp actually said. So Adele Smith said, having completed the one week bootcamp, I can honestly say that Adam gives so much content, you can really start using and improving your business straight away. He's very motivating and makes you want to get going with the strategies instantly. On the strength of this, I have made a big investment in myself and my business. I can't wait to take my business to the next level and onwards. Don't just think about it, take action and join today. You'll be so happy you did. Thank you very much, Adele, for saying that. 
Now, we also gave out some prizes in the boot camp as well for some of the challenges. And one of those prize winners was Kirsty Campbell. And she said, thank you, Adam, for giving me the push I needed for the start of 2020. Working solo can be very difficult at times with no one to bounce off and run through ideas with. However, your videos each day in the boot camp were motivating and encouraging, and it really did kickstart my year the right way. I love listening to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kirsty. And I've really enjoyed the boot camp. I can't wait to receive the journals I won still, so just I won them so that I can push myself further whilst I'm on the beauty client accumulator self-study program excited thank you so much Kirsty and Adele they were there every single day for so many of the lives and they really got some of the results because they took the action that it needed so yeah what an amazing start to the year for those that took part and it actually fired me up for the year as well now if you were not one of those 160 salon owners that took part and you're sitting there thinking great Thanks, Adam. Thanks for telling us what we could have won. Well, I've got some very, very good news for you. The Beauty Business Bootcamp, or Bootcamp, as we like to call it, was such a huge success and so much fun to actually put on. It was a lot of work, but it was lots of fun that we're going to do it all over again and sooner than you might think. Now, if you've liked what you've heard there and you want to take part in Bootcamp 2020 Part 2, and why on earth wouldn't you, then all you have to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash bootcamp. That's B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P. So beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash bootcamp. Register your name there. And as soon as we reveal the dates, you will be the very first to know and you'll already be registered to take part for free. So that is a big part of why it's taken me until this last week in January to start the episodes up again. But as if that wasn't enough... We are declaring 2020 the year of getting what you finally want in your business. No more playing small, no more struggling for clients and for money, and finally striking that perfect work-life balance. If there is such a thing, and I think there is because I think I've done it myself. Anyway, all this year, we're stepping up our own game here at the Beauty Business Podcast, and we are creating as many tools and as many ways as possible to get you what you want sooner. And a big part of that is, of course, the bootcamp, as I mentioned, but we're also going to be releasing a few other things this year as we go through to make your business lives even easier, to save you that valuable time and or to help you make more money and get more clients and all those basics that you just need happening in your business so you can enjoy what it is that you do. And I'll be telling you about one of those things later in this episode, so stick around. So enough of my excuses for this being the first new episode for a while. Actually, I was at a beauty industry event recently, just this week, in fact. And the very first question that a few people asked me was, what's happened to the podcast? So I actually knew I needed to get my ass in gear and get this done. So right, today we are talking about social media. Wow, Adam, that doesn't sound particularly out of the box thinking. Who isn't talking about social media? Well, do you know what? I read a fantastic quote recently from Simon Clift, who was the CEO of Unilever. And he said, social media is like sex in high school. Everyone claims they're doing it, but very few really are. And, you know, once that initial humor that that sort of inspired me had worn off, that actually got me thinking, you know, it's true. Well, in the sense that every business owner says they're using social media to grow their business. But the reality is that very few are actually using it effectively and getting results. Now, you see, the likes of Instagram and Facebook don't come with an instruction manual. People are supposed to, you know, figure it out for themselves, which is great in one way because it means these platforms grow and change organically to meet the needs of the users because ultimately it's the users that are going to dictate how they want the platform to work. And that's fine if we're using social media to, you know, keep up with our friends, share funny or inspiring experiences, and, you know, you're not really bothered about seeing any tangible results. 
But as business owners, that's not what we want. We want to harness the power of social media to help those that would be our ideal clients to come and find us so that we can help them. But in amongst all of that, you've got the challenges of how to do that, how to stand out, where to find the time to create the posts once you've figured out what to post in the first place and where and how and the once in a blue moon that you manage to post is actually going to translate into bookings. Or is it just going to get a couple of likes, a couple of loves, some smiley faces from your friends and your family and, and those three existing clients that actually follow you? So what I wanted to do, I wanted to create the instruction manual that social media doesn't come with bang up to date for 2020 to get you off to a great start, simplified and broken down into some simple, actionable steps that you can start using right away. And I guarantee if you follow what I'm about to share here, you're going to see some instant shifts in your results from initially more likes and more connection and more responses and things like that to very soon more clients and more bookings. So whether you're a social media newbie or a social savant, let's dive into my steps to up your Insta game in 2020. So first of all, why am I specifically focusing on Instagram? Well, before you all switch off thinking, well, I don't use Instagram, it doesn't work for me, or I don't understand it, or I'm okay, I use Facebook, then just hold your horses because pretty much everything I'm talking about and sharing today applies to all social media channels. So it will help you no matter what platform you currently use, or even if a whole new social media channel comes out in the future. These things are mostly timeless, universal principles, but updated and applicable to 2020. But I want to focus on Instagram here today because I've been seeing the biggest growth and success with my own clients using this platform. And here is why. First of all, Instagram is growing faster than any other social media channel, especially amongst people with actual money to spend. The, currently, there's a new platform or a new channel, whatever you want to call it, called TikTok. Now, you may have heard of it, you may not. This is actually growing faster than Instagram, but this is fueled by teenagers and hasn't yet shown itself to really have the staying power of Facebook or Instagram. So if your aim is to actually attract clients, i.e. people with money to spend on your services and your products, then Instagram is the best place to focus your attention. In fact, if you want the stats and you know me, I'm always about the numbers, 60% of all adults use Instagram and it's the least US focused platform with 80% of the app's user base being outside of the US. So that's great news if you're in the UK, Australia, New Zealand or Canada or indeed anywhere else in the world. But that's not to say that it isn't massive in the US. It's just not so concentrated there. So if reach and grabbing attention is your aim, and it should be as a business owner, then you'll have an easier job doing it on Instagram than anywhere else. Also, 80% of the users follow at least one business profile and 72% of users on Instagram have purchased something they say they followed or found on the platform versus actually only 48% on Facebook, even though it's been going for much longer and has more users. And 50% of Insta users visit the site or the app daily. 35% of people visit multiple times daily. And there are more and more people shifting their time and attention from the very cluttered and overwhelming Facebook feed to the cleaner and more chronological based feed of the Instagram world. Now, what I mean by this is, you know, if you've ever been on your Facebook and you've seen a post one moment, you've kind of maybe scrolled on a bit or you've, you've come out of the app for a second and then gone back in again and you're trying to find it literally like a minute, two minutes later, and you simply can't find it. Well, this is the infamous Facebook algorithm stepping in, fiddling around with what you see, and it doesn't always present you the same stuff. It's not simply who you follow or who your friends are, and it's not presented in any 
fixed logical order. Whereas on Instagram, for the moment at least, the people that you follow's posts appear in your feed in a chronological list. So while new posts may appear at the top, you'll always be able to find that post that you saw earlier in the day if you scroll down the way you wanted to so that you can go and click on it and read it if you wanted to come back later. So that's why I'm mainly highlighting Instagram here. But to be honest, this stuff applies to pretty much all social channels in the current time frame where we are in the world today. So quickly, as this is the manual that social media doesn't give you, let's just quickly recap why you should actually be using social media at all within your business. I think we all get so caught up in the fact that we're currently told we should be using social media, we maybe forget the point of it all in the first place. So for me, there's four main reasons. Number one, the huge potential reach. You know, as a means of being found by your ideal client, nothing comes close to social media. You know, you'd have to post a lot of flyers through a lot of letterboxes or put up hundreds of posters to come anywhere close to the sheer volume and access to people that you can via social. So let's just say you have 10 clients, okay? Just 10. And they all follow you on social media. Well, if each of those clients had just 20 friends on their social media channels, then suddenly that's very easily 200 people that you could reach that likely have similar interests to your clients, so it could very easily be prospective clients for you. Then let's say those 200 people have just 20 friends themselves. Suddenly, that's 4,000 people likely in your area because they're friends of your clients that could be potential clients, and on it goes. So that's not to mention the fact that you can now actually attract people that you aren't even connected with, and that's another reason I love Instagram, in some way, and you haven't heard of you, which brings us to number two. It's an always-on marketing platform. So people are on their social platforms or on their phones all the time these days, all day throughout the day, not all day throughout the day, but at all times of the day, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and all things like that. There is literally someone in your area looking at their Instagram feed who could be your ideal client 24 hours a day. And the success of any marketing, as anyone will tell you in today's world, is it's got to be there when it's convenient for the user, for your client. You know, you're not open in the middle of the night. People aren't looking at posters and flyers on their lunch break at work. So again, social media wins here in terms of its ability to connect with your client when it's most convenient for them. Number three, it's not all about new clients and new business either. Once you get a new client, when you connect with them on social media, it reinforces that connection with you as a business and as a brand. You know, you can build that all important rapport even when they're not in your salon or spa. And that connection is what's going to create that loyalty, keep them engaged and bring them back again and again, which is essential if you're going to grow your business. You can't just rely on new clients. Now, at number four, social media is the new search. Now, there's no doubt about it. Google has the internet search world pretty much sewn up, but more and more people are turning to personal recommendations online to make their buying decisions. If someone comes across your Facebook or Instagram posts and they see that one or two or more of their friends like or follow you, they're more likely to do so and you know, to check you out and find out more about you and potentially book in. Now, equally, we'll come on to this later, but with Instagram, more than any other channel, the use of hashtags mean people can find and filter information incredibly easily. And people are using this more and more for local business recommendations with local service businesses, tradespeople, cleaners, hair and beauty salons and restaurants topping the list of things people are looking for. Now, there are probably many more reasons that you can find if you go and search to use social media for your business. But for me, these are easily the top four. And if they don't convince you that you should at least make it part of your marketing for your 
salon or your spa, then I'm not sure what will. So presuming that you are already convinced or I've reconvinced you or at least rekindled your interest or you're just starting to feel a little world weary or jaded over social, then let me enlighten you with some ways to up your Insta game in 2020. So let's get into it. Right. Whether you already have an Instagram account or not, I want to start at the beginning to make sure you are making the most of your gram. So first of all, a personal or a business profile? That's the question. Or is it? Now, you may or may not know that you can have a personal Instagram profile or you can have a business profile. You can change your personal profile to a business one. Well, before you start to panic, pretty much the only difference between the two right now is that as a business profile, you get access to some additional stats and information about your followers, about your views, etc. So none of this is in fact essential. And while things may change in the future, in the way that they work now and how people see them, nothing is affected. See, simple. It's not like Facebook where your business page comes with all these differences all over the place. So in terms of your personal or business profile, right now, it really doesn't matter. Unless you love looking at statistics, and I think in the future it might become that you need to have a business profile to be able to do advertising. But here on today's show, I'm only talking about organic reach. So really, it doesn't matter what type of profile you have. So then, first thing I want to talk about is your profile. Much simpler than your Facebook profile by a long shot. In fact, there are only five elements to it. But there are some really really important things that you need to consider and understand about those elements. And I urge you not to gloss over this bit of any bit of the show if you think you've already got your profile sorted. Because when I shared these things recently to a group of Insta-savvy salon owners, they didn't realize some of what I'm about to share. So listen up. So the first thing on your actual profile page is your username, your Instagram username username even. <laughs> this is essentially what you will be known as on Instagram. So when people say, what's your Instagram or what's your Instagram name, this is what they mean. So while on your profile page, it's simply written as a single word, there are no spaces allowed in here, but you can put hyphens and things in there. You typically quote this with an at sign. So for example, my Instagram username would be at Salon Business Secrets. Okay. Now, ideally, this should be the name of your business if your primary reason for using Instagram is for your business purposes, or it should be your name or certainly contain your name or your business name. Now, if the name that you want is taken, i.e. someone's already got that username, think about maybe adding your location to the end of your business name. For example, if your business is called Pure Spa and you're based in Tampa in Florida and you find that Pure Spa is already taken as an Instagram username, then go for something like Pure Spa Tampa or something like that. So it helps people know who you are and also where you are as well. Also, just so you know, it's possible to change your username on Instagram without a whole load of trouble and without it affecting your followers in any way, like say Facebook or something like that. Now, I wouldn't recommend constantly changing your name, but don't spend hours trying to find the perfect username before you start using Instagram. Go with what makes sense and move on. You can always come back and make tweaks to it later. So the next thing on your profile is your name. Now, this is not in any way linked to your username, but a lot of people simply have the same thing. Now, this is actually a wasted opportunity because when you search on Instagram, the only things that Instagram look at are your username and your name. So you can actually put whatever you want in the name field up to 30 characters. So if you used your business name as your Instagram username, then obviously put your own name as the name field. And the other way around, if you used your own name as your Instagram username, but don't simply stop there. Use all of the 30 characters that you have. For example, my name on Instagram 
is Adam Chatterley hyphen salon coach. So I've covered three things that are now searchable for someone looking for me on Instagram. So my username is my business name, Salon Business Secrets. So if someone was looking for that, they'd find me. My name obviously is Adam Chatterley. So if you search for that on Instagram, you will find me straight away. And also if someone searched for salon coach, you'd find me as well because I've put that in my name field as well. So depending on the length of your own name, you could put what your business is. You could put nail salon, organic spa, skin clinic, esthetician, and people searching for you will find you. Not a lot of people know about this one. So this is a really, really good tip. Okay, next up is your bio. Now, this is simply some space to tell people a little bit more about who you are and what you do and what you stand for. And you've got 150 characters to do it. Now, that is not included in any search options in Instagram. So stuffing it with keywords isn't going to help you at all. So you may as well use some personality and tell people about you. Now, you can use emojis here as well to make it fun and a little bit more interesting. As an example, mine, my own bio has some emojis in there, some fun people. And it simply says, founder of Salon Business Secrets, host of the Beauty Business Podcast, and I help beauty biz owners get more clients, make more money and enjoy their life. Now, mine's not perfect by any means, but it tells people more about me, what I do and how I can help. So any salon, spa or clinic owner that wants more clients or wants to make more money in their business or get back to enjoying what it is that they do, they'll think, well, OK, I'm going to follow this guy and see what he has to say. Now, remember to write your bio for your ideal client. Don't try and appeal to anyone and everyone. That's going to appeal to no one. So write it to that one person that's going to immediately connect with it and immediately go, that's for me. This is the person I want to follow and I'm going to come in and book and be a client forever. So then it's your website name. Now, this is actually the only clickable link you can have anywhere in Instagram that links to a URL or a website on the interweb, basically somewhere outside of the Instagram platform, and you only get one. However, there is this really cool website that I found called Linktree. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. This is where you can actually set up for free an account, and it essentially creates you a very, very simple mobile-friendly web page that you can add multiple buttons and links to, and then put the address of that into your Instagram bio, and anyone that clicks on it will be taken to your Linktree page, where you can then offer them several options Plus, you can easily update this whenever you want to steer people to wherever you want them to go after clicking in your bio. And that's it. That's it for your bio. Easy. So next up after that, what can you post? Well, it's no secret that Instagram is all about the images, but maybe not quite in the way that you think. But as a very quick summary, you'll need to have some sort of image as a minimum to post. Now, that can be a photo, a screen capture, a graphic, basically something visual. Now, you can post videos. Now, here's where it starts to get just a little bit complicated. You can only post a video of up to 59 seconds on Instagram in the feed itself, which used to be a bit of a pain in the ass for people like me that takes more than a minute even to introduce myself, let alone get across whatever it was that I was trying to say. But if you're happy with recording videos and you can keep them under 59 seconds, then you're absolutely fine. You can post videos in your feed. Now, then you've got something called Instagram stories. This is where it gets a little bit more confusing. Stories are little 15 second snippets of your day that only exist for 24 hours on Instagram. Now, they don't appear directly in the Instagram feed. They're up at the top of the page on the Instagram app when you look at it. Now, this was actually Instagram's way to compete with Snapchat back in the day. Does anyone use anyone still use Snapchat? So we're going to ignore these today as they don't serve our main purpose, which is to post in the feed and attract new clients. Now, then you've got IGTV. 
So IGTV or Instagram TV was Instagram's response to the YouTube channels that were starting to pop up. And it's designed for longer, more properly produced videos. Now, it's taken a bit of time for this to really gain any traction. And again, I'm not going to dive into this because, again, it doesn't appear in the main feed of Instagram, so it doesn't really serve our purposes. However, Instagram have recently made a fantastic change whereby if you post a video to your feed that is longer than 59 seconds, what it does is it adds the first 59 seconds to the feed as a video, and then it converts the rest to Instagram TV automatically for you. Then if someone watches that it pops up a button at the end of the 59 seconds to say, do you want to watch the rest of this on Instagram TV? And then if they click that button, it continues right on from there. So this is perfect for me and loads of other people because as long as you're interesting, compelling, entertaining, educational or inspiring in that first minute, then hopefully someone will want to watch more and it will take you to your Instagram TV channel where they can get the rest of the information. Now, finally, you've also got Instagram Live. Now, see, this is where I think people shy away from Instagram because there are now so many options, so many ways to post, it's confusing. Well, don't worry. I'm only going to focus on and help you with the main feed, so mainly images and very short video posts. That's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of this episode. Okay, so photos or images and videos, and only good old-fashioned posting if you can say old-fashioned for something that's 10 years old. Well, I suppose in today's world, that's pretty ancient, really. Anyway, when it comes to the images you use, then, okay, let's talk about your photos first. Now, despite Instagram having this reputation for, you know, the Instagram world where everything is perfect and staged without a hair out of place, overwhelmingly now, the posts that are generating and garnering the most attention are the natural, unstaged captured moments in time. So much so that I strongly urge you never to use any stock photography in your social posts again. Use your own images instead. This will create a much stronger connection with your followers and you will stand out for doing so. Now, also, you don't need loads of fancy camera equipment either. Your iPhone or your Android phone likely has a camera on it that could rival very expensive cameras of only a few years ago. So that's going to do just fine. Now, one thing I would recommend you maybe think about investing in is an LED light that you can control the brightness and temperature of. And that's basically how white the light is or how warm the light is, as there's no two ways about it. More light on any image, unless you're outside, is going to create a better, sharper, more eye-catching picture. Now, there are a couple of these lights that I could recommend and I use myself, one by a company called Niwa and the other by a company called Viltrox. And I'll put links to both of those in the show notes pages so you can go and check them out. Now, the other thing that might be useful is a simple tripod to hold your iPhone or your camera steady, partly to help with the image quality, but especially useful if you work by yourself, as it's hard to hold the camera and be in the shot at the same time, which is going to have to happen some of the time. Now, I've got a fantastic recommendation here. It's by a company called Blitzwolf, and it's basically a selfie stick that opens out at the bottom to become a portable tripod and it has a detachable remote control. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I use this all the time when I'm out and about to capture that all-important moment in time, especially if I'm somewhere on my own and I need to or want to be in the image. So that's just a few tips on your image, or at least what I can share with you on an audio-only podcast anyway. Keep listening for how you can join me for a beginner's guide to better Instagram images workshop, which I will tell you about in a little bit. So along with any of the above things to post, 
you need a caption. Now, this is Instagram speak for the text that goes along with whatever image or video you post into your feed. So what on earth do you write about if your aim is to get found, get followers, the right followers, that will then convert into bookings and clients? Well, first of all, you have the BTS or the behind the scenes photos. Now, this is basically a sneak peek at what you do either in your life, outside of the salon or in your salon that people don't usually get to see. And trust me, people love this. Morning setup routines, team briefings. I've even seen pictures of people doing stock takes get loads of comments. Now, this is particularly useful if you're putting on an event or launching a new product range or making any sort of changes in your salon. It allows people to see what you're up to and it allows you to tell people about something that's coming up without sounding, you know, overly promotey or sounding like you're telling them about the thing that's coming up, if that makes any sense. Then you've got reposts, okay? You can repost things that your team members post to highlight them. You can repost things to highlight their work, their hobbies, their interests, achievements. You know, Instagram, you'll hear me say this, Instagram is a very personal connection type of place. You have to be willing to let people into your world just a little because people buy from people and competition out there is pretty damn strong. So if someone is looking for a salon or a spa or a skin clinic and you post that one of your team members competes in, I don't know, horse trials of a weekend and the person who's looking for you is a fan of horse trials, then that connection alone is enough to have them come to you over any other salon in your area. Now, next up, you've got educational and teaching posts. Now, these are fantastic to put out as well. In our industry, there is so much that you can offer here in terms of bite-sized advice and tips, as well as deeper educational pieces that you can write about and post images about. Now, you don't want to do too many of these all the time. Don't be afraid to create some longer form captions now and then. You will need a mix of, you know, quick punchy captions to go along with the longer ones to keep your followers on their toes and interested in you. Now, then you've also got motivational or inspiring quotes. Okay, so these are possibly a little bit overdone these days, but they are used so often because they work. You know, if you're not sure what I mean, then these are the sort of the a famous quote in sort of stylized fonts, possibly over the top of an image designed to, you know, motivate people or cause people to think or like a thought for a day or something like that. Now, if you are going to do these, first of all, come up with a font and a color scheme that ties in with your brand. If you already use a particular set of colors and fonts in your logo or your branding, use them. That way, your posts become recognizable as yours. Don't, please, please, please don't. Don't just go and grab images off the web and use those. That's probably even worse than using stock images. Now, next, spend a little bit of time finding quotes that are not commonly used. Go for the more unusual ones, but make sure they are aligned with your own values and beliefs. Bring a little bit of personality into it if you can. If you find something inspiring or funny or motivating, then it stands to reason that your ideal type of client would do too. So do use these, but please don't overuse them. And if inspiration for what to post exactly is your challenge, then I've got something very, very special coming up for you towards the end of this episode. So keep listening. Now, next up, you've got user generated or recognition posts. So you can highlight a member of the team, as we've already said, or even a client or a local hero that's achieved something or stands for something or is raising money for something or even, you know, just because. So the watchword on the gram in 2020 is 
personal connection. I've said it already probably three or four times. People like seeing and hearing about people, not just famous on the TV winning major award type people, but everyday people seeing into their lives. So harness this, especially in a local area. This works so well if you are a service business in a uh, locality. Now, next, you've got one of the most powerful types of post of all, the engagement or asking post. So basically here, what you're doing is you're asking a question. Now, this should really start with you stating your case or your position on something could be something topical, something seasonal, something related to what you do. And then you simply ask your clients what they think. Now, this is the best type of post to actually get comments on. You need to have a reasonable number of followers in the first place to make this work because what you want is to start conversations and things like that. But when non-clients find you and see how passionate you are about something that they too are passionate about, then again, this is going to win that connection war and it will get you new clients. And finally, my final suggestion here is kind of a fun one. I call it newsjacking. Okay, this is to take a popular news story and either give your thoughts on it or give a humorous spin on it or relate it to what you do or ask your followers about their opinion on it. Okay, so you can kind of mix and match them up a little bit to this extent. So those are some suggestions of things that you could post about and ideas for captions. But how do you write captions that will actually connect with people in some way that are going to gain you the right kind of followers, generate the right type of likes and interest, and then convert into clients and bookings. Well, I'm so glad you asked. So first up, let's just cover this. You have 2,200 characters as a limit for a caption. Now that is a lot of characters. So you're going to be hard pushed to max out the amount of space that you've got. However, in the feed, as you scroll down, you know, when you're just scrolling through the feed in Instagram, you actually only see the first two to four lines of text under the image or video. So you've got to grab people's attention in those first couple of lines. Now, the advice running into 2020 and beyond is to actually post a lot less often but to spend more time on your posts themselves. Essentially, it's quality over quantity. So really spend some time, especially those first couple of sentences, crafting those as part of your caption to capture people's attention. Now, a quick tip here is that I find it useful to write out certainly longer posts into a text document or a notes document first, basically somewhere outside of the Instagram app that's actually meant for writing longer posts. It makes it easier to edit and make changes and things like that because the space you actually get inside the app on a phone is tiny. So I write all my posts outside of Instagram, get them looking exactly how I want them, and then simply just copy and paste them into the Instagram app. Now, there should always, always, always be a purpose to any post you put out. Some people will tell you that there always needs to be a CTA or a call to action. This is basically something you want the reader to do. But... I don't think that's always necessary. However, I think there should always be a reason for you posting. So whenever you create a post, before you put it out there, be able to answer one simple question. Why should someone read this? If you can't answer that, don't post it. If you can, if there's a reason behind you posting it, it's fine, carry on, go ahead. Now, having said that, it doesn't always need to be a call to action in a post. Most of the time, there should be. Now, this could be 
just simply to point them to your bio to check out maybe a video you've created. It could be to a guide you've written or even just an interesting article that you found. Now, occasionally, it can be as overt as to say, book a treatment, buy a gift voucher, refer a friend. But when you have any call to action, you need to be really super clear and specific about what you want people to do. If you want them to visit your website, literally say, visit my website now, click the link in my bio. People become kind of social media zombies. You have to tell them exactly what you want to do step by step. Now, make sure you add what's called a geotag to your posts as well. Now, this is just a fancy way of saying your location. So when you look in the Instagram app, when you post on the app, there's this handy section saying add location. Just click on it and the app will give you some suggestions. Pick one and add it to your post. Why? Because Instagram have revealed that posts with a geotag or a location get 79% higher engagement and are discovered, which is Instagram's word for searched for and found, far more than without the location. So for the sake of a couple of seconds and a, you know one or two clicks, this is entirely worth your time. Say it out loud as well. I believe, I've said it already, but Instagram is about personal connection and personality. Your Instagram voice should be your voice. Your caption or your post should reflect your personality and it should sound like you. So write your post and then read it out loud to yourself. Does it sound like you? Have you used full words where you'd normally shorten them, abbreviate them or contract them? Instagram isn't an English exam, okay? Write like you speak. If it doesn't match how you'd speak to a friend or a good client, change it, okay? Finally, use emojis. You know, Instagram is pretty much the home of emojis, even if you write a long form caption. So use some emojis in there to break it up and make it interesting and fun. Don't always use the same emojis either. There's a whole world of little funny characters out there. So go ahead, give them a try and use them. And then finally, after capturing the perfect picture, writing a creative caption that sounds like you, now we come to the most important part of the post if your aim is to get more clients. The hashtag. Now, other than the search that we spoke about earlier, the hashtag is the main way that people are going to find you on Instagram. But what hashtags do you actually use? Well, first of all, Instagram now helps you out. So if you just start typing something with a hashtag in front of it, Instagram will give you the suggestions and tell you how many other posts feature that hashtag. Now, this tells you if you've got a good one, but don't be tempted simply to go for the biggest. Now, at the time of this recording, if I put a hashtag search for the word, say, salon into Instagram, I get 15.6 million posts. Now, it would be nice to get some of those people following you, but you want clients, not just followers. So maybe I go a bit more specific and I put lash salon. Now that gets me 213,000 posts, still a nice large number, a little bit more manageable and a lot more specific, but they are going to be all over the world still and not necessarily available to come to you. So you could use your business type by all means. It's going to immediately tell people what you do, but use your location as well. So if I'm based in Leeds, as I am, if I put in hashtag Lash Salon Leeds, I find a much more focused group of posts and people potentially following or looking for those posts, much more likely to become a client than someone who lives in an entirely different country. But also call out your location names as separate hashtags as well. So for me, this would be 
hashtag Leeds, because I'm in Leeds, hashtag Horsforth, which is the suburb that I live in, put in some local landmarks as well. So for example, hashtag Corn Exchange. Corn Exchange is a local landmark near me that gets a good number of hashtags and views. Someone might be searching for the Corn Exchange. They might see my post and think, oh, actually, I could do with a manicure or a massage or my lashes done or something like that. And hey, presto, new client. Now, you can technically post up to 30 hashtags on a single post, but there is some evidence to suggest that maxing out your hashtags shows that you are only after followers, so I'd keep it well under that number if possible. Now, it's worth taking a bit of time to search for a whole bunch of relevant hashtags and create yourself a long list of them. Now, I'm talking up to about 100. Then what you do is you have a ready-made list to pick from whenever you create a post. Don't always use the same list of hashtags in your posts either. Instagram's going to notice this and potentially in the future penalize you for doing so. So mix it up a little bit. Now, what I have is I've got a document with loads and loads of different sets of hashtags on it. And what I do is I just mix and match whenever I create a post so I know I've got relevant hashtags, but I'm always using different ones. Now, if you want an easy way to find good hashtags, take a look at what other business owners that you look up to and are doing what you are doing are using. In fact, find some inspirational business owners to follow and learn from what they do. Don't copy them but do use them for inspiration. But always remember, engaging your audience, engaging your ideal clients, responding to them when they comment on your posts will convert followers into clients far more than just relying on hashtags alone. So armed with all that info, you're now ready to up your Instagram game or just your social media game for 2020 and beyond. But even with all this new knowledge, there's no two ways around it, coming up with what to post, being original, just thinking, you know, what on earth can I post about this week? I've got a million things to do. All of this takes time, causes you extra stress. And yeah, you've got enough things going on, right? Running your business. Well, you could get someone to write your posts for you, but more and more in the world today, you've got to write your posts because it's all about your personal connection, using your Instagram voice, i.e. your voice, to connect with your ideal clients. Well, like I said right back at the start, I'm all about creating the tools to help you get what you want this year. And time is really the one thing that is the most scarce in the world. Money, yes, you can always make more money, but you can never get back time. And overwhelmingly, that's the one thing I hear salon owners like you tell me is their biggest struggle with even just doing social media, let alone doing it well and getting results. So I'm very excited to tell you about something brand new that we've created here at Salon Business Secrets that we call the Salon and Spa Social Simplifier. Yes, it's hard to say, but it's super easy to use. So what we've created is something for you. It's a monthly planner to not only tell you what to post every single day in a way that you just need to add your own voice and your own images so it's got your personality in there, but we also make sure that you're not posting the same things too much of one thing and not enough of another. We even give you beauty industry-related holidays and celebration days including the correct hashtags to use so you can really make the most of those posts so that you can always be on the ball, always be relevant and engaging your audience and your potential clients. Now, this is something quite a long time in the making. In fact, we wanted to launch this last year, but it's taken until now to be able to tell you about it because we wanted to test it and make sure it really delivers. And it does. Now we're releasing this on a monthly basis so that we can remain on top of upcoming events for you and you can get your whole month 
of planned social media posts in place right at the start of the month if you want to, or you can go week by week or however you want to use it. But if you go and check it out now, you can actually get two months, February and March, right now. Plus, as if that wasn't enough, the one thing that I just couldn't make work on the podcast today is telling you how to take better pictures, better pictures that capture attention and help generate clients as well in your posts. But if you go ahead and sign up for the Salon and Spa Social Simplifier, you will get my whole video-based training where I show you how to make your own humble iPhone or Android phone. The pictures that you take on that look like it, you had a professional photographer following you around on hand to really make your photos stand out on social media posts. So you get February and March all planned out for you, plus the Insta Photos Masterclass for a ridiculously small amount of money each month, less than a couple of cups of coffee. Now, if you want to check it out and find out more, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash social. And all the information you need is right there and you can get your social simplifier today. Now, I'm very excited to bring this to you as I know it's not only going to save you hours of time every month pulling your hair out, desperately trying to think about what to post, but it will finally help you see some actual tangible results from your hard work and your effort on social media in the form of more interest, more followers, but most importantly, clients and bookings, all while strengthening the connection with your existing clients as well. And it's only for beauty business owners. So everything is geared for and relevant specifically to our industry and for your clients. So go and check it out. It's the beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash social. Everything you need to know is there and you can sign up on that page as well. So there you go. That is the first episode of 2020 done. I'm so pleased to be back. We've got some great episodes coming up for you. We've got some amazing guests and also we're going to be highlighting specific areas of the beauty industry a little bit more this year to really help each and every one of you out there in your specific area, your specific niche of the beauty industry. Now, we've got episodes already planned out now until May, I believe. But if you've got a suggestion for an episode, something that you've been struggling with, please reach out to us here at the Beauty Business Podcast, either via the Facebook group, Beauty Business Hackers, or on our own Instagram page, Salon Business Secrets, or, you know, send us a pigeon with a note attached to its leg or something. Now, that's all from me for this week. Remember, if you'd like to take part in the Beauty Business Bootcamp Part 2 and get all the results that our bootcampers got in January, then all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash bootcamp, register your name, and as soon as we announce the new dates, we will let you know and you'll automatically be registered for free. Now, I'll be back here next week talking all about rebookings and in particular, how to get your clients to rebook. And I'm not just talking about for their next appointment either. See you soon.